All right, everybody, we're back. DDBNB. Today we are joined by Gabby Schultz, better known uh, for with her stage name of Gabrielle Grace. How are you today? I am good. How are you? We are doing good. Glad to have you on. Um, Thanks for having me. She is a friend of the podcast by way of Mr. Timothy Edward Carpenter, who we had on a few weeks ago. Um, so we're glad to always, you know, keeping the connections going and building the building the chain, keep it uh, rolling. So um, how did how did y'all come, uh, you know, to connect? Oh, man. Um, we laugh about it because I don't think he remembered as much as I did. Um, so he was in a band called Edward and Jane. And um, I opened up a show in Chattanooga, more like Cleveland, Tennessee, I think. And he was there and my friend was like, I'm going to intro you to Tim. And I was like, cool. I didn't really know them that well. And then we planned a uh, tour together, uh, 2020 March. And then we did not get to tour together because it was the exact week that COVID started hitting. And so then they were still in Chattanooga, I believe. And then they, when they moved, we like connected. And then now they're like, best friends so it's really cool how we briefly knew each other we were gonna go on tour and now like he's one of my close friends and it's just a really cool thing how that happened like it's kind of wild that's awesome um yeah. so and you're in nashville correct yes and uh you know just doing simple uh research on us by way of southeastern texas yes what's yep. uh what got there, you? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was going to assume that, um, you know, but yeah. what got you from point A to point B other than, you know, Nashville just being what it is for music? Yeah, well, I actually didn't move here for music. I uh, I grew up playing music and I, I've always loved it, but ideally it was not going to, uh, the way I grew up was very small town, uh, make money and that's how you make a living. And so, um I moved here in 2015. I studied religion and um, and then I kind of just, I went to a house show and I got super inspired there in 2015. And I was like, what is a house show? <laughs> and, and I mean, I didn't grow up like with music around me. I was the only oddball in my super small town called Bridge City, Texas. And I was like, I didn't really like grow up with live shows and I was just like anything that I could just get my hands on with CDs or whatever. I would just, you know, download music illegally and everything. And um, so when I got here, it was just kind of like, oh, like I'm super inspired. I never really considered songwriting until I moved here and it was just kind of like, oh, a happy accident, like really got inspired by the people here. And I'm just really thankful to be <laughs> you know where I'm at today and just I think I have um like a lot of people have a, a gratitude perspective but I I really feel like I have one because I just like accidentally made my way here and the artist thing scared the mess out of me and still does uh but it has become more comfortable over the years for sure but yeah yeah so you know with uh 
with you not being, you know, quote unquote, a songwriter until about, well, I guess eight, seven, eight years ago, you know, yeah. did you just kind of dive head first in and just start writing or did you have some people that you kind of collaborated with that kind of yeah. helped you along the way? Yeah. I mean, I, I play guitar. My first instrument were drums and then my parents got tired of that real quick. Um, and then I picked up guitar. And so I always had like a, I would cover songs all the time and I grew up leading worship. And so it was more like, I always knew what a structure of a song meant, but I definitely just like would sit alone in my college dorm room and just try to figure out, you know, like I took songwriting classes and then I just kind of, you know, it made its way into itself. And I think it became just like a natural instinct, honestly. Like I'm really grateful for that natural instinct that I knew what, obviously there were really bad songs at first, like really bad ones. And I still write really bad ones. Um, but, you know, I I just kept doing it and the repetition formed itself over time towards like, oh, I think now I know how to co-write and like all the other stuff that goes with it and still learning every day for sure. But I mean, I definitely had mentors. Uh, my best friend, Corey, who I actually had coffee a day, he was like the guy at a uh, super small college in Nashville called Trevecca. And he was like the guy who graduated, um, I think three years or two years before me, but he was known as like the child prodigy. And so when I met him, I was like, we should like do some music together. And then now we're still making music together. And uh, he's definitely one of those people who like, has seen me grown and we've both both support each other and see each other uh grow as artists so it's been really cool mm -hmm. yeah do you remember ever like you know whether it was like a song that you can remember or just like a specific moment where you were like oh shit like this is how you do it like i, I figured it out kind of yeah um i did i so bringing back Corey. He produced my first ever album that I took down last year because it's just very young. And, uh, you know, this album I'm trying to release, I want this to be my debut album. But I, there's a song on there, I think, called Prone to Wonder. And I was actually in Croatia and I wrote it on a train. And I didn't actually have my guitar with me. And uh, I was working with refugees at the time. And I just remember writing it down in my journal and then bring it back when I got home and put music to it. And I was like, oh, this is like my favorite song. And I still grieve that I took that song down, but it just doesn't make sense to where I'm at right now and sonically. But it, it was one of those songs that it was the first time when I played my first ever show, which was also a house show in 2017, uh, that I played it and saw people connect to it. And I think that's when I figured out, oh, maybe I could do this thing and maybe mm -hmm. it's decent or good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and that was kind of that moment in the flip, the switch. So, yeah. Well, yeah. And so you brought up, you know, sort of your, your new music. Um, let's talk about uh, your latest release of the two sides EP. Um, yeah. You know, I guess let's, let's just go through both songs that you've released so far on that. And uh, yeah. you know, what were inspirations? How did it come to be? And, yeah. Let's, start, let's start with two sides yeah well that is the title track of my uh upcoming album that i'll be releasing june 15th which i announced 
and um, <laughs> I'll condense the story, uh, but I released my first ever EP in 2021 and uh, I was kind of sitting there, I was like, you know, I want to make something else, but I want to, I, as a songwriter, storyteller, and I'm all about project minds, and so I was like, what do I want to write about next, and had some life stuff happen, and Basically, the the short version is I found out that my dad, who raised me my whole life, is not my uh, biological dad. And my biological dad passed away in 2013. And like my dad didn't even know until 2017 that wasn't his. And it's a whole mess. Uh, but so I was like, well, I think I know what I'm supposed to be writing about because that's all I can write about and dealing with grief and you know, every emotion that you could probably name if you find out that kind of news. And so two sides, um, I, it was pretty fresh after I found out that, and I was doing a lot of collaborating and songwriting and with friends and co-writing. And I was kind of so emotional from everything that was going on that I was like, I don't know if I can write a song that I wanted to like two sides that would make sense story-wise that would be cohesive because I have so many emotions. <laughs> and so I brought in my good friend, Alyssa and Jason Wozniak and brought them that chorus melody and of two sides. And um, yeah, and I had some of the words and we just finished it and it was like therapy. I mean, I remember just like telling them everything and, you know, cause when stuff like that happens, you don't really go sharing that everywhere obviously and then when you catch up with friends they're like oh <laughs> you know and uh it's one of those things that uh definitely is terrifying to to release but um you know uh it's my story and I'm really excited about it and so that's what kind of this album is about um okay and yeah that's the short version <laughs> okay yeah um, and then um talk uh draw the line you know what was yeah. the inspiration there yeah so i wrote that one uh i actually wrote i started it before a show and my dad texted me just checking in and then i was having a weird emotional day and i just started playing on my acoustic i wrote half the song went to go play the show then that got canceled and then went home and finished the rest at like 2 a.m um so that song happened pretty quickly I tend to write whenever as you can tell uh, I'm an emotional person uh but also like that's I mean it's a fair response to things but uh yeah and so I when I have a guitar part and I have you know all those emotions things pretty much flow out of me pretty quickly mm -hmm. um and then sometimes I have to go back and be like okay that didn't make any sense but that song is basically about you know, sucking up, having hard conversations over a phone call with either your family members or friends or whoever it is. And, you know, for me, sometimes I tend to like not want to talk on the phone because either it's going to be hard or I don't need, I don't want help, you know? And so that song is all about coming to the conclusion because at the end it says, uh, but I'd rather, I don't remember the line lyrics, but basically it ends with like, being too prideful and um to pick up the phone and so yeah that one that one was strange because i started it and then i finished it the same day but just mm -hmm. so yeah 
Um, well, yeah, that is a definitely a big uh, life event that um, you know you're you're willing to share with the listeners, and you know, yeah. it takes a lot of bravery uh, from your from your part. But um, you know, I think that's where you'll you'll see the best music come out of you is just you know really showing this raw emotional side that's what people can connect to is you know the the real side of emotions so yeah um thank you i always like to ask uh people on our on our uh excuse me i was looking at the word spotify when i said (laughs) that uh on our podcast about their most streamed song on spotify and from my little bit of research, uh, I figured out that it was "We'll Be All Right." What? Yeah. What is it about that song that you think uh, makes it your most streamed song on Spotify? Um, I would say probably it's like super catchy. Like honestly, the chorus is "We'll Be All Right," and it's like "We'll Be All Right," right, right like over and over again. So it's mm-hmm. like. That's a song that I play at shows, either I end it or start with it because I get people to start singing the chorus with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like, it's this weird like uh, paradox of it's sounds happy, but it's also like really sad lyrics, like uh, starts off with like, what if I blew it a little mistake? Would it be over or would you still stay? And it was all about how my husband or he was my fiance at the time and I were like, literally in the same city but never seeing each other mm-hmm. like we were so busy and it was right before the world shut down and I was frustrated and he was frustrated it wasn't at each other it was just like the busyness and time and I remember getting off FaceTime and you could just feel it in the air and I just literally pressed record and it came out in five minutes it was one of those songs I was like yeah. I don't know how that just happened but when I say like I'm emotional I'm emotional <laughs> and my songs come out that way so I literally press record and I just had it you know way slower and way sadder way more sad and I um sent it to my producer and he was it was actually not supposed to be on my first EP and we already picked all the songs we already started recording he was like happy wedding gift and I was like that was really sweet and so he uh now it's the title track of that EP so it's funny I think it kind of uh, summed up everything I wanted to say in that EP. So that's, that's fun. awesome. That's awesome. But, yeah. You mentioned your live, excuse me. Uh, you mentioned your live set, uh, you know, a few times and it kind of just, you know, talk about how you play, play this live. And so, you know, as, as people, I always ask this, as people who have not seen you before, you know, what are, what should somebody expect uh, when they walk into a Gabriel Grace show? a lot of dad jokes um no uh sometimes uh I would say like honesty like is my main thing uh I'm pretty fully myself um which um is one thing I say I I'm not yeah I'm proud of of like I've gotten to the point where I'm like okay I'm still nervous before shows but I'm like you know if anything people are gonna like that like I am myself at the end of this show so I would say just like silly at points but also like um just transparent and honest like I either I say something before the song or I let the song speak for itself but I would say 
um, I mean, I've done a lot of house shows, so an intimate experience, but also like when I'm with a band, it still has that intimate experience at the same time. Uh, that's just like, it feels like we're one-on-one -on -one friends, I would say. So, yeah. yeah. You know, <clears throat> one of the things that I, I think I noticed about, you know, Tim, and I don't know if you share this too, but like it, there is a story you know, behind each song and, and you mentioned, you know, you do have a lot of emotion within your writing. Like, um, you know, when you play it, is there, you know, do you have a different emotion every time you play specific songs or like, do you feel like yeah. you, you know, really just, does that all bleed through? Yeah. I mean, it definitely depends on like the context of where I'm at. Cause like, you know, put me in a bar and a million people are talking. I'm gonna be like, all right, I'm probably not going to say anything. Cause you, you know, you guys, you know, but I mean, for like house shows, I would say like I spill my guts and then I feel the song a lot more. And then sometimes when mm -hmm. I play with the full band, sometimes it's just like, okay, gotta make sure I'm doing this right. You know, the focus yeah. is in. But most of the time, I would say that I I'm pretty aware of what I'm singing, and I feel like that portrays a lot. Like I can get pretty emotional when I sing, especially these recent songs, like. I'm even like shaking right now because I, I get that way because of those songs are so vulnerable and just like, I don't have, it's all of me, you know? And it's like, yeah. I have a song that's called Never Knew You that um, is will be the last single. And it's like, you don't hear anyone talking because it's one of those songs just like about my dad. And it's like, they're, I, that's all I have to say you know and so like songs like that I have to pick and choose like two sides when I can play those because I'm like all right where is my uh <laughs> am I gonna cry I, which I don't mind crying at all but it's like you know you want to do the song justice while also being like not emotionally just like you can't be yourself after a show kind of thing so yeah definitely is it you know when you build your set list is that something you take into account like you know i'm always fascinated by like you know what you want journey you want to take people on so like talking yeah. about how that process is for you oh man that's like my favorite part but also like the hardest part for sure because it's like you know depending on how long if you're opening for someone it's like 20 minutes set or 30 minutes set and you're like okay give them the best like six songs that you got um and then if you're headlining then it's like you know, I always want to bring in like either a start with a high or like a, a medium and then, you know, you build it along and it's almost like you're, I mean, it goes back to storytelling of like the journey that you're trying to say. And then, you know, I always do mid set, like either acoustic or the sad ones. And then I hit them with a good one. So we're not just going to stay there and not everyone's getting boring. And so I think it's always fun. And even like, honestly, I tested out my husband. I'm like, all right, with this like because he's like my best listener and he doesn't do music so it's like the best because he's just like purely a listener and it's like no I think I'd want to hear this before this so it's always great because I always tell him the set list or I'm like this song he's like no I think you should pick this song instead of this one because as a listener uh he loves lyrics and so I know that it's going to be good and so it helps definitely having him but um yeah, I always try to make sure people aren't, aren't going to get too sad and then I'm going to bring them up, you know, and just like, yeah, that's how I think I do it. <laughs> gotcha. Do you ever throw in any of that? You know, you mentioned like you, you took an, uh, you took, I guess it was called prone to prone to wander off, yeah. you know, off Spotify. 
you know, you said you're in a different place sonically. Do you ever, you know, in in that mid set where you're kind of like, hey, like I'm gonna throw some some of the you know slower ones at them, like you ever throw <laughs> that one in there, or like is it is that one kind of like, hey, it's not on the Spotify, I'm not, you know, we'll we'll play. Yeah, it. Now, I would say, right? yeah, I I haven't done that one in a while, mainly because, you know, I I would say that a lot of people don't know me from that. You know, I think I did that in college, and so a lot of people that I went to college with and like the very, very beginning of like me just even trying to figure out the point to be an artist. Like I, I legit, that was a 12 song album. I didn't do any singles. I was like, this is for fun. I'm not going to actually do music. This is for fun. And then I, I met my producer Keith and then, um, which, you know, rightfully so has rates. And I was like, this is for fun. And I have to get money. And so it became like the yeah. switch between, this is for fun and this is for fun and it's like a job and so I don't really play that one a lot mainly because it's such a new audience that I feel like I have now that's like you would be like wait you have this song <laughs> you know they'd be like and then it would it would be this thing if people did like it then I would probably have to redo it or something and then you know uh, but, but I haven't actually thought about that before so that's a good question all right, let's go. Well, I'll um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'm gonna kick us over Pete Peterson's party pack of questions as we, you know, I, I'm gonna end on I'm gonna end on a good question because I yeah. know that the next question will be one that doesn't land. So I'm gonna yeah. ask you a bunch of random fucking questions. Peterson's <laughs> party pack of questions. So I love that. Pete Peterson's party pack of questions. Basically, twenty questions right in a row. Um, they were this or that, mainly food based. Um, so get ready for that. Uh, Ooh. and, uh, here we go. Cake or pie? Pie. Salad or soup? What are you getting with your sandwich? Salad. Are you waiting till the sun sets or are you waking up for the sunrise? Wait till the sun sets for sure. <laughs> Would you rather hit a home run or score winning touchdown? Score winning touchdown. All right. Night in or night out with your man? Night in. Night in. All right. Would you rather do the robot or the worm when your jam comes on at a party? Would more likely to do? I would hurt myself significantly. <laughs> gotcha. When you walk in the Mexican spot, guac or queso? Guac, because unfortunately dairy-free. All right. All right. Waffles or pancakes that you're not putting butter on? Wow. All right. All right. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Are you more like a ninja or a pirate? I would say a ninja for sure. Gatorade or Powerade? Oof. Oh, Gatorade. All right. Toast or bagels? Toast. I get too full of bagels. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Chips or pretzels? Chips. Okay. Fries or tots? Tots. Nice crunch. When you're having your night in, are you guys more likely to watch a TV show or a movie? Movie. Right. Are aliens real? Sure, yeah. Bigfoot? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Is love at first sight real? Yes. Okay. 
And who are two people, two bands that we might not know that we ought to check out? Um, Young Ritual. His name's Dylan Grantham. And Mooney, a.k.a. Seth which I wouldn't be shocked if Tim said any of those as well. <laughs> I can actually look back and see what Tim said, uh, but I don't think the, I don't think he did say those. So you, you said Young Ritual? Young Ritual and Mooney. M-O-O-N-Y. Ritual and Mooney. Awesome. These two uh, local folks from Nashville? Yep. Best buddies. Keep them in. Keep it in the, keep it in the family. I like it. Yes. We've uh we we've had a we've had a handful from Nashville Travolta, uh, Lowen, um, you know any of them as far as uh no, the so, no. squad? Which I'm really surprised. It's, it's a, a small big town. town. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big town, but it's a small town. You know, it's like everyone is super like supportive and kind here. So I'm really grateful. Gotcha. Well, if I'm coming up there for a weekend, which what, what venue do I need to check out shows at? Hmm, I would Bonus say question. the East Room or the End, if you're really into the indie scene, um, or the Five Spot. Those three, I would say, are like uh, just the pinnacle of indie scene in Nashville, for sure. The East Room, the End, or the Five Spot. Yeah. You guys heard it here first from a queen of Nashville herself. I wouldn't say that, yeah, but yeah. I would say I'm something in Nashville. <laughs> you are in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, I am in Nashville. I may Beautiful. or may not be playing an album release show at one of those in June. May. Ooh. May or may not come to Atlanta with a full band with my friend Young Ritual after that. Where and when and do you need two hosts? I mean, I'm in for a host. I always need someone to talk instead of me. So <laughs> I'll tell you what, Tash and I know how to do that. That is for sure. But we can we can take that offline. I'm gonna toss it up to him to tie this thing in a bow. Sick. TBD. All right. Well, you got through Pete Peterson's party pack of questions, which is no easy feat. Um, but Gabrielle Grace, uh, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Um, everyone get out, listen to her on Spotify. Uh, new album, Two Sides, will be released June 15th. Yes, that's so good. Get out, listen to that once it gets released. Um, and look out for her playing some shows here this summer. Um, and we'll be sure to post that everywhere once we know what those are. But uh, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks so much for having me.